0: The views and opinions expressed in the following podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the producers, the affiliates, or digital platforms hosting this podcast. All content is for the purposes of education, conjecture, and at times, entertainment. We promote inclusiveness and diversity. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Into the Deep. I'm Jay Costa. I am excited about today's guest. He's one of the best dudes I've met in the music industry and happens to also be from the New England area. He's the dominant voice in the band Unearth. Today's guest is Trevor Phipps. We talk about what drives Trevor and his passions and his inspiration. And we even talk about his planetary conscientiousness and how he cares about our environment. I absolutely adore this conversation. So, join me as we seek light and journey into the deep with Trevor Phipps. Enjoy. Trevor, thank you so much, man, for joining me. I really appreciate you, your time, and I always love talking to you, so this is great. (laughs) Nice having me, Jay. Pleasure to be here. Heck yeah, man. So, I know who you are, but for the listeners and the viewers, if you wouldn't mind sharing who you are and what it is you do, my friend. Uh, my name is Trevor Phipps, and um, I've
1: been fronting the band Unearth since 1998. And doing a bang-up
0: job, my friend. Fantastic.
1: <sighs> I do other
0: things, but that's that's what uh that's what I do from um, my main profession. Right on. Now, when you say you do other things, like um, you know, my my imagination can run wild. So can other people like, so what are some other things you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I train, I train, uh, you know, basketball donkeys, uh, you know,
1: <laughs> exactly. That's how'd you know?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm a father of two. Um, oh. I, I really enjoy being a dad. Nine and four are the ages of my kids. Um, and yeah, I mean it's, it's the best thing in the world to be a dad. I just think that being on stage, having a great show is the best feeling. Um, but being a dad is the best feeling. Yeah. Um, oh. Also got a job um, during the pandemic uh, working in a merch company called Downright Merch and uh, I've been doing account management and production management for a long time. That's kind of a new field for me. And it's it's been fun to do that as a full-time desk gig, um, a little different world Um touring full-time and doing odd jobs in between. So this is a, it's a change and it's been fun. Good people over there.
0: Dude, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting, like how much the world just, kind of had to pivot or change or adopt new things during that time frame, you know, and it's, I don't know, at least for me, you know, it was, there was a lot of ups and downs for it. There was some positives that came out of it and definitely some negatives that came out of it for me personally, but, and, uh, you know, We're yeah,
1: here. I, think that, I think that's, uh, that's probably a similar story for a lot of people, man. You know, There's a lot of ups and downs. And, um, yeah, just, I was, like I said, I was, I was doing odd jobs when, you know, if we toured a lot, uh it'd be less, but with us you know, having different different album cycles, you you know, always think about jobs when you drive Uber or you do deliveries or whatever, you pick up some construction work or something. Um but then during the pandemic, because you know I, I didn't want to do the Uber thing and uh to make money. So I started working for UPS. It was killer. And then one day I get a call from Scott Lee, actually a text from Scott Lee. Uh no one knows when he's 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 uh he, he's been booking all the bands for the past 25, 30 years in Massachusetts and everything. He's very important to uh, this world of heavy metal and hardcore. And uh, he asked me what I was doing, and I took a picture, like flipping him off with UPS uh, rig on. It's like, "What are you doing? Come, come work over here!" And uh, it's cool because it's a lot. It's a lot of people from our world in metal and hardcore, and we do merch for a lot of bands in that in that world as well. So it's it's been a fun ride, a cool transition, but. Um, it was also great to be back on tour a couple weeks
0: ago. So, world is back to normal, it seems. Dude, right? <clears throat> so awesome. I know we were talking a little bit before we started recording. I know, you know, we were supposed to play, you know, one of those shows with you guys. We weren't able to, you know, Muzzle tov to to Chris getting married in Scotland. Pretty awesome. But uh, we couldn't fun. play the one show. <laughs> how was the tour? Like, how did it go, man?
1: Like I said, next time do the show yeah do do a, do a tour
0: heck yeah um
1: yeah we toured Europe uh, as our first so our last tour before the pandemic was europe we ended uh last gig was February 29th 2020 so we were, we were right in the right in the in the world of it there um we actually played Milan I think we, we were I think we were the last show to play Milan before it ship went went crazy um february 22nd so then it's kind of fitting our first real tour back is back to Europe again uh um, but it was great uh, the festivals were were massive. Some of the biggest stages we've ever played, biggest crowds. Um, yeah, it was three and a half weeks. A lot of fun. I had a great group of guys out here touring with us. Everyone's positive. And the show's ripped, and um, it was uh, therapeutic
0: uh, to be back out there. And, uh, a lot of fun. I love that. Ah, yeah, man. So I got to ask. You know, I mean, wh- how you feeling about it? Like being back at it? Like is it something you missed? Is it something you're like, there's certain aspects of it you missed? Maybe you didn't miss? No, of course we missed it. <laughs> we missed it really bad, man. Uh, and I, I think being out there,
1: because last year we did uh, we did a show. We did Furnace Fest, which was awesome. Play a big show. Then we did uh, two shows. Uh, we did DC and then Worcester. Shadows Fall did their union gig. Um, we we're supposed to play New York City the next day. So it was going to be a weekend of gigs. Um, I think it got canceled because Omicron was blowing up at the time, but um, those are shows that felt great playing shows. It's like, ah, oh, we love doing this, but being back on the road is a whole different animal. And so we realized how much we really do miss being on tour. And I, I don't think we knew we missed it, but there was something about this tour. I was like, Holy shit, man. Like we really missed being together and playing these songs and seeing different parts of the world. And like, we, we got the, Went to a beach in the south of France together. There's stuff you don't get to do on the regular. Um, and so to be out there again, to experience with these guys that we're, we're all, we're all basically brothers at this point. Um, even our crew people uh, that we've been, have, had for a long time. It's brothers and sisters out there with
0: us. It's it's really, really fun to, to see these places with, with these people. Absolutely. I think you hit the nail right in the head, right? Like all these experiences that normally wouldn't necessarily occur, especially when you're not on tour, you know, you're, literally doing something you love and you get to see places you'd never imagine. Right. Oh, uh, yes, it's, it was a ripper. And, the,
1: and the, what helped was the shows were also killer too. So it, was, uh, it was, it was fun. I'm look, looking forward to getting back out there. We have reviews coming up. Um, I'm not sure when this is going to uh, be on available, but we're, we're busy most of September and uh, we're, we're looking to, to to be busy you know throughout. We just, we just recorded a record. Um, it's, it's being mixed. We got the, the final updated mix tonight. Hopefully, there's no more notes to pass back and forth with a uh, producer and engineer and uh, mixing engineer and master. Uh, master-er. Is, that, is that a word? Master. Uh, Will, Will, <laughs> Will Putney. Uh, and yeah, he's, he did a killer job on the record. And uh, we're very excited for everyone here.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So, Will produced it or engineered it? Both. Did it all.
1: Yeah. Heck yeah he's mixing it and he's mastering it so uh he's he's, he's heavily involved in this record yeah uh, and man i i loved i love tracking with him I, I tracked him last record i love yeah. fun and i feel like our relationship even grew further on this record and he got more out of me um than i've ever put on a record before so it's i'm, I'm, I'm eager for the world to
0: hear that's awesome and Will's work is just fantastic. And I remember it on Extinctions, right? Because that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Too wow. Honestly, like what an amazing album. And I'm not just saying that. Like it just like top I'm to sure. bottom. Yeah, dude. It's just your performance, the band as a whole, just like how great it sounds. But again, you're right. I think he's he's got that way to be able to you know, obviously he has the perspective being in a band and he knows how to like get that. He has a way of getting it out of you, it seems. It's like a coach.
1: You know yeah just the best out of us player Yeah, you know? right um, on yeah it was, it was fun he's uh he's excellent i also built a studio studio in my attic um it's, it's kind of a studio so having that access to, to rehearse before going into the studio really helped uh we push the vocal a bit further as well kind of open up new new ranges just to keep on trying to better myself and kicking myself and not having a studio before but uh you know, I would rely on band practice, whatever. But uh, this
0: what a what a great tour, it dude. And what can you share about the new stuff? Like, if you want to, I mean, you know, this, you know, I, I don't know how much you want to share, how little you want to share, but you know, feel free to, you know, you can talk about lyrical content, like what what inspiration, you know, the, what inspiration you had going into it, or anything like that.
1: <laughs> say about music, but you know, people just they will sound like blank words because every 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 uh, band that records a record thinks it's their best one. Yeah, you know, because uh, that's because you get emotionally involved in it, uh, um, and I, I think I've said that about every record we've ever done, and if I, I always preface it with you know, time will really tell where it sits. Um, so even though I feel that way, I don't, I'm, I, I don't want to say that really. <laughs> what I want to say is we're offering more than we've ever offered on record before, um, musically and vocally, uh, Buzz really pushed himself to be a better and, a, also a slightly different player. So it sounds like on earth for sure, but there's this elements that are, are stronger than they've ever been with, with his playing and his writing. Um, cause he's the, he's the master riff writer and it just really dialed in this record. Um, I think having that time, not not being forced to try to push out a record in two years, you know, just kind of being away from it. Um, we had a lot of material to pick from, and you know, he pieced together these songs with these, these riffs and he, he, would, he would put his own drum, uh, fake drums to it. And we would all kind of critique the structure and then go to will with it. And after that, that's when the vocals come. That's always been kind of our method. And um, yeah, he's, he's on a different level this record. And that helped push me uh, lyrically and vocally to be better too. So I I couldn't just put forth my best performance for who I was at the time. I had to really push it to go even beyond it. And uh, it took me extra time to get there. Um, So I wanted to hit different different highs and different lows and and even a couple of cleans here and there. So I, I needed to practice and the studio had built and it was a real stressor for me to make sure it was it was as good as it it can be with what buzz had written and i think we captured that i listened to the record almost daily and uh that was the unmixed one so i'm, I'm really eager to get this final mix and um digest it the way it is and finalize the structure of the of the, uh I'm sorry the sequence so we're not quite there yet we have recorded 16 i think we whittled it down to 12 or 13 we want to make it a 10 or 11 song record and as you know it's really hard to cut a song so uh, especially if you like them all so that's there's going to be some heated discussions in the next couple <laughs> weeks but which songs get cut
0: you know how it goes <laughs> yeah this one likes this one this one helped write a part in this one that they really like that they've been holding on to for like two records and then they finally get yeah. their shining moment to have it on a record and it gets cut like yeah yeah, yeah. And there. then there's also the label,
1: too. The label will have their two cents.
0: Right. And it
1: was funny, a discussion I had last night with Central Media, Gitter. Uh, there's a song that uh, Buzz finds the most boring of the songs recorded. <laughs> and Gitter thinks it's the best song <laughs> on the record. Of course he does. So these discussions happen. And it's like, man, I lean more with Gitter on this one. I think Buzz just needs some convincing because it's a little bit different for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know how it goes. It's just funny to
0: have that dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I mean, gotta trust Gitter's ear. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's been around for a minute.
0: I trust Buzz's ear too. I do I too. Yeah.
1: I think sometimes the writer um, might be, be so involved in it. Sometimes it's better to have outsiders say, "Hey, hey this one is great, or it's not great." You know. So yeah. and it helps the writer because you get so involved involved when you write a song. Um, I get that way with. With vocals, every time I track a new song, I'm like that's the best one on the record. Then I'll do the next one. That's the best fucking song on the record. Because uh, you get so emotional about it, you know. Because you get so invested in the lyrics and your performance. Um.
0: Then by the end of it, then it, it all kind of figures itself out. Absolutely. And I, you know, I, I gotta ask like, do you personally like have any like things that you do? Whether they're you know whether you want to label them as rituals or things where like you just do every time you're gonna track vocals, there are things and steps that you do that just get you in your space at all?
1: Um, I always warm up quite a bit. Um, so before I warm up and after I warm down, um, I always want to have some kind of cardio un, un, under my belt at the time of going into the studio. because uh, everyone can get lazy, you know, I'm, I don't work out as much as I should, but when it's time to sing, um, I, I do a bit more to get myself there. Um, and when I'm actually in when I'm recording, um, I always have a, a mug with hot water, honey, and uh, bourbon. And I use this to kind of sip on uh, between takes and also a jug of water. So it keeps me loose, keeps, keeps it uh, lubricated. Um, I just relaxed with the whiskey. So it's not like I'm taking shots and burning my throat. It's just, it's just keeping me relaxed and good. Um, that's my method now. It's, it's been a, the method for the past few records. When I was younger, I, I swore by drinking a Killian's Irish Red beer. <laughs> I recorded Young Community Storm. That's what I did. Just between every take was one sip of beer. And uh, it worked for that record. But, you know, vo- your vocals change, your habits change, um, your health changes, just different things happen over time. Like, I was 18 years ago, so, you know, of course, you're seeing different now.
0: Huh? Right, dude. I know, like, I was thinking about that, like, I think it was, like, last year. I was thinking, like, Stings was 20. I was, like, t- this, like, I happen to put it on, I was, like, this came out 20 years ago, yet it, it feels so fresh, and, like, but 20 years just flew by. I love the
1: good fights, put off the uh, the vinyl for that with all different colors. It's, it's beautiful. Dude. Um, Yeah, man, I, I, that, was, that was a big record for us. That really kind of helped put us out there and on the touring, touring circuit, even though it was our third year as a band, right. but we were just kind of regional at the time, and that really put us on the map for uh national. And then the EP that came after was more of an international thing, and yeah. Then they signed a metal blade, and then off we went, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, uh, 20 21 years for that record now, and the songs were written and recorded in 2000, right. Excuse me, so it's actually 22 years at this point, which is straight, that feels like yesterday. I bet. I remember, you ever listen back? Zing. On, yeah. Didn't uh, Adam? Adam did that, right? Adam did it, man. I, I can remember being in the control room and also just kind of the lobby area, uh, finishing up vocals, I mean, lyrics. Uh, I remember I wrote, um, Fuel the Fire, like on the spot. And just, it was crazy memories, but it just feels like it was yesterday, but it was
0: twenty-two fucking years. give you ever listen back to... To something and just like hear it obviously in a completely different way, and maybe the lyrics you're interpreting them or they make sense in a completely different perspective now like decades later
1: for my lyrics
0: uh, and i I can place myself
1: in the person I was at the time um I think it's most different in our, our first EP. uh i was in, I was in college as a young kid so I think just had a different state of mind um I was, I was more positive about the world than uh than a jaded guy in his forties is now. Um, I'm still positive, but not 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 the same vigor that mm. it was as 20 year um, old. So there's there's a lot of positivity in that record and uh, a gusto <laughs> uh, I can dial myself back to the, Yeah, that was it was fun. Man. But yeah, I guess over time uh, the lyrics are just growing a bit more uh, the is darker mm. is just way the world is. So uh, the new record's going to have a uh, pretty, uh, pretty gloomy record. Um, it was my real attempt, right? I dipped into it last record was I wanted to do kind of a theme. Um, so every song on, on that last record was about one form of loss or death. Um, and this record is similar in that regard where it's, it's about how the, the world is dying. And it's it's the sole reason is because of of mankind. And uh, it touches on environmental environmental disasters that are going to come to us soon, um, as well as the wars that will uh, erupt in the downward turn of uh, society. I think it's clear as day what's happening and what's going to happen very soon, um, unless we make a a drastic change. but I, I do think it's mankind as a whole, it's, it's too stupid to do anything about it. And we're we're in a very bad place um, and it's gonna come sooner than we think. And so this, this whole record's about that. Um, there is, there's one song that does speak of a glimmer of hope. You know, if, if we, uh, we are smart enough and uh, collected enough and we can uh, come together enough to make some drastic changes. But I think that the world is too divided, uh, too divisive. There seems to be too many instruments in place to purposely divide us. And it's uh, counterproductive to
0: uh, all living things on the planet. Why do you think it's so challenging when people can know that they're doing something that's detrimental to, heck, I mean, people will do things that are detrimental to themselves and their own health, yet, on a collective level, right? Knowing like all of these actions are not good and there's not just science and everything else backing it up, but then we don't change course. You know, humans just keep doing these things and we've seen this through ancient civilizations where somehow they've come and gone and we think we're above it, yet we don't change our behaviors. Why is that in your opinion? Like what, what's going on? Why are we this brazen?
1: I I think that, mankind as a as a whole uh we have a tendency to be tribal uh due to our origins and so we we are easy to pick a side so if you as you get to be an adult you pick a side and it's getting worse as as time goes on is this more and more of a, of a divisive rhetoric in all media and it's going to put you in one one side or the other and so when the side you picked tells you something isn't real or they cast doubt on climate change, then because that's the side you're on, you believe the majority of what the, the side tells you, mm. then you might be more willing to believe that climate change isn't destroying the world and killing all of things and making our planet uninhabitable because you believe everything else they say and they, they fall in line with your ideals. Mm. Um, none of these ideals are gonna matter at all when the climate really starts to destroy everything. Um, It's not gonna matter what political party or religion you are, we're all going to be in a world of hurt and I I don't know if enough people believe that, Um, but the science is there and it's happening faster and faster every year. And um, I really hit it. Uh, I've touched on every record, even our first record, the song called Vanishment, Um, I wrote that in the year 2000. Every record has at least one or two songs about the climate. Last record, I did one called One with the Sun. Um, Basically how the earth is harnessing the sun's energy to eradicate the species that's killing. It's killing the natural life on the planet. Um, One of the reasons why I named that song one of the suns, my daughter's name is Sunny. Hmm. and she's in the video i made sure that she was in the video. tim dennison was was gracious enough to let you know my daughter be in the video because i want the world to go on for our kids my kids for their kids and everyone's kids um we just have to be smarter and figure it out and uh we're uh we're
0: not fast enough yeah and i think it's super admirable and i think you know as an artist you know you're taking that you know using your platform, you're using your voice, you're using your your music, and you're trying to say, hey, look, this is what I see, this is what I feel. You know, you're trying to get people to open their eyes and minds to those things. And that's that's the beauty of art, expression. And you know, you're you're doing that and you're fortunate enough to be doing that, you know, on a global scale. it's huge.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh it's good to have a platform and get out there, but also uh you gotta practice what you preach too. And I mean, I've always I've always been, you know, I recycle and I, I try to leave the my footprint to be as small as possible. But there's still things that, that you do that everyone's everyone's um uh, contributing to our dilemma. Um yeah. but the more I I get into you know trying to make a difference and 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 try you know trying to make a even a, a a smaller imprint on my personal level is that um you're supposed to eat less meat than we, than we consume because uh, our food production is it's a, it's a massive scale. We, we take a lot of, of land, um, deforestation, and are uh, basically killing the climate from having too many animals that we're we're feasting upon. So I've tried to cut down on less meat. This last tour in Europe, I had a couple of guys in the band and crew that convinced me to try vegetarian. And at times in my life, I've been a, a hyper, hyper carnivore. I, I love meat. I could never fully imagine not eating meat because I really enjoy it. Right. I could not believe within three days the, the difference in my energy and just my overall stamina um, playing the show was. And I, I thought it was just you know, a, a placebo effect, but I gave, gave it the whole tour. And there's something about it where just I felt better lighter um i wouldn't get tired after i ate it was so i'm not here to say i'm a full-on vegetarian i probably gonna have meat because i enjoy it so much yeah but i mean i've been doing this for about a month and it i i would advise people to try it uh a for health b for the planet and you know see so we're not killing so many animals because these these are living things and i think you do have to realize that too when you're when you're a meat eater. So yeah, this animal just got slaughtered so I could have a meal. Um you know I've probably had thousands of animals in my life. You know, it's but it's uh it's part of being an, a living creature, you know, they eat each other. But um, if it is harming the planet, why not try to cut down a little bit, you know? you know Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr and Mick Jagger do the Meatless Mondays for to try and encourage the fans to do it. Just little things like that will help reduce our necessity to have so much you know land for farmed animals and let nature take some take back some of that land and that's going to help us out like little things are going to help us out along the line and that that's one one thing.
0: i love that you know and i think it's great and like you know you know being transparent and saying like you know i'm not saying i won't ever eat meat again but like at least taking that step to reduce it you know to help environment but then also you're seeing the effects, you're feeling the effects. And like, that's that says a lot, you know?
1: I had some, I had some friends, um, Chris, our, our bassist, Chris O'Toole, he he had tried a couple times before on tour, and he, he wouldn't shut up about it. It's like getting me to not want to fucking do it. And I, I feel like that's what I'm doing now. But seriously, he's like, dude, shut up. I don't care. Like, all right, cool. I believe you. And But this time he had backup. Like a few other guys um, were doing it. Yeah, like you know what, whatever it's it's gonna be easy in Europe because the, the the catering, the festivals is great for meat eaters and vegetarians, vegans, um, and for the club shows, usually request catered food and say, hey, there's four meat eaters, four veggies, so just prepare whatever, um, and they they did it well, man. So it, was, it wasn't like it was hard, and I expected to have this like drain of energy and feel lethargic, but it was complete opposite. Like it was, it's like a switch got flipped and, uh, yeah, man, it's, it was wild. I would, I would recommend, uh, anyone who's, who's, uh, who would even consider it and is, is thinking about it to so give it three, three, four days, see how you feel. And that's not, that's not eating cheese and bread. Just make sure you have <laughs> proper vegetables and and things. You know? uh,
0: Absolutely. No, it, it, that's one thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like you said, yeah, I do Just cheese and bread, but yeah, good old vegetables, you know, some fruits. And it's it's interesting because like here's all these these different options that the earth provides us, you know, that it grows for us. But yet, you know, systemically for a while now, just our civilization's just been kind of ignoring a lot of these things and they're just going for like all the other stuff. And it's just it's it's interesting when you start thinking about like why would we not use this and eat this? You know, it's almost feels like a no brainer. an apple. <laughs> They're fucking great. Dude, delicious. Right. Nature's candy. <laughs> it's awesome. I I you know, and it's funny cuz like, you know, we get over time, you know, we just get accustomed to things, you know, we, we get stuck into traditions, you know, through, you know, different cultures, different heritage, you know, whatever our upbringing is, and there's a lot of meat in a lot of cultures. So we just start doing what we've been shown and taught. And to your point, you know, knowing now the negative aspects that that you know industrial farming can have on the earth and the environment as a whole which it done affects the climate why can't we just make a couple changes in our lives i love it
1: yeah if we run out of fresh water it's going to be pretty impossible to industrial farm and that the domino effect of that is going to be severe and swift
0: 100 100 percent so that's great. Like, and, and I love that you're pointing out, like, you know, every record, you know, you can like pinpoint, you know, something about climate and every single album, everything or the EPs and albums that, you know, you've written. What, what was that within you? Like what, what do you think it is that has given you the drive or the passion to want to talk about that on each record?
1: Uh, um, I think I just saw it as a kid um, in the eighties is, you know, we, we had a big problem with smog, especially over, over Los Angeles and the pollution. Um, I grew up in a town called Wigfield. We had a, a polluted lake, Lake Hornipowit. Um, But the town has cleaned it up since. But So I saw a lot of pollution in the 80s um, when our laws weren't in place. And it seemed like it was pretty drastic. You know, The the uh, the, um, the hole in the ozone layer, and everyone was wearing a ton of sunscreen. and mm-hmm. It worked its way in the movies because it was a big deal. So, and then we kind of corrected it for a minute and it kind of went away, but we started seeing more effects, you know, the 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 ice caps melting, um, you know, just different species going extinct uh, quickly or suffering, and it's it's clear it's been happening for a long time. Um, so I really started to pay attention to it when I was in, in college in the late '90s, and it, it really made an impact on me. Um, I just started writing about it, and every every song, every, every record has at least one song that talks about it. And the last record is more, so you know, three or four four or five talk about it um this record the whole album is devoted to that or the wars that are going to come from uh countries fighting for resources right it's all it's basically already happening with uh russia and ukraine uh, there's natural resources that are after and they're trying to claim that land and it's not the only reason but it's one of the reasons for the war and that's going to continue to happen until things either change or we we are eradicated from the planet.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, these conversations and these things that, you know, folks may have, you know, have in small circles or, or whatnot, but they weigh, they have to weigh in a lot more people's minds, I think, than people like to talk about or discuss. And it's, it's fascinating to me that we don't talk about them enough openly or publicly, you know, when someone's posting something on like their social media or whatever, it's, you know, maybe it's a it's a dance move on TikTok or it's this. It just feels like it's everything but it feels like it's all this vapid stuff for the most part. Um and then there's there are those few that are still trying to do stuff or seems like now the few are becoming more talking about the positive things that we could be doing.
1: I hope more speak of that. Um because maybe because it's our eighth record and it's our 24th years of band, but I I chose to make this record exclusively about this because I I currently can't think of anything else to yell about that's more important. Because um, yeah, there's a lot of lot of shit that you can yell about right now, but to me, this is the only one that truly matters because it's such an emergency that we need to fix it. Um or else it's not a hundred years from now it's much sooner it's going to happen in in our lifetimes and it's already happening um yeah it's going to be a very unpleasant end to humanity (laughs) Um, and other species as well as we saw in australia a few years ago right uh, over over a billion animals uh, perished in in wildfires Uh, that's it's only going to get worse and that's why I, i can't And I'm coming off as preachy and that's, that's all I'm talking about. But it's, it's, uh, it's, um,
0: it's, it's wildly important that we all make an effort to do something. Absolutely. And, you know, I think there's a difference. It doesn't come it to me anyway. It doesn't come across as preachy as, as much as it comes, it comes across more as passion. You know, you're, you're passionate about it because you care. And I'd rather have someone who cares making a fuss about something they care about and trying to raise awareness about something. Someone else might call it preachy, but I don't think it's preachy, man. I think you, we need more people talking about those things. I, uh,
1: I appreciate your point of view. I will, for anyone who's uh, is watching this or listening, uh, that might want to just kind of get an educated and entertaining view of, of what's happening is the David Attenborough series of the Planet Earths are great. But the, the one he did a couple years ago called Our Planet is, is wildly impactful. I think it's, only, it's a five-part series, so it's, it's, not, it's not a long watch, but it shows the destruction of what mankind does to the world's you know uh, ecosystems and, and certain species, but it also shows what happens when we leave it alone. So, there is also a positive spin to it, where it shows that if we do take care of our surroundings, then Mother Nature will, in more cases than not, repair them naturally and that's why it's not completely doomed after and that's there's one song on the record is I, I do spin a positive tone, uh inspired by you know Sir David Attenborough. Um it's like you can do this, but it's it's gonna take a monumental effort and a, and a swift one. Um, but watch that our planet uh five five part series, five episode series. Um it's really impactful on, on uh, what we do to destroy the planet what, what we can do
0: to uh, fix it awesome great recommendation absolutely implore everyone to check that out i I loved it were there like going back to even just like music but in the same vein like were there like you know when you were first starting out like you talked about like you know being in college and like you know really starting out as like a band or even being a front man like what were some of the band's that inspired you that maybe had either some sort of either similar message or something you could identify with? Like, what were some of those bands?
1: Um, I, I would, my favorite band of all time is Pantera, but their message was never really written in, in lyrics uh, that I just, I love the aggression of Pantera. Yeah. Um, Testament, um, they have some, some, you know, some songs that do deal with, with, uh, with the climate. Uh especially in practice, what you preach. Oh,
0: yes. Uh,
1: so that was an early you know, thrash version of that. But then as I got into high school, uh, Earth Crisis, uh, best heavy hardcore band of all time. And, and Carl's lyrics were like essays. And, you know, the one, the ones about straight edge and vegan, I wasn't into at the time. Um, I, I love the passion in it. So I, I love the band, but he cares about the environment and, he it's impactful, and I just love that this band had social awareness that was heavy and brutal as fuck. And you could go destroy other people at their shows, all in good fun. And but it's had a, a positive message to it, you know, and uh, really trying to to help help mankind get to that next step. And um, so I think I think his lyrics are really really impactful uh, for me as a lyricist growing up,
0: dude. I couldn't agree more. It's, it's so funny. I just get the tingles thinking about it, like earth crisis, especially like, like our very first tour in Europe was with earth crisis and, you know, being, being a non-meat eater, every tour that we did in the States, like for the most part was either a buyout or it was like a promoter would be like, Oh, you're vegetarian or you don't eat meat. Like, cool. I would like have some salad and breadsticks. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. I mean, I'll eat it. I don't complain. But then in Europe, like, you know, Carl and the rest of the guys and Scott, they were like, Oh, don't worry about it. You know, it'll be great here. And like, it's so different in Europe. They were like, and this was back in 2009 and like, I ate like a King because there was so much, it was great options over in Europe or, you know, like, it was like they were forward thinking about non meat eating folks.
1: Yeah, it is. And dude, uh, I'm not a, i am not a take a picture of your food guy, <laughs> but it was at all. Like, I, I've like never done it. and But the, the meals you'd get at these festivals at vegetarian meals I was like, what the fuck is this? What am I eating? Taking a picture. I'm like, this is great. So many colors and shit. Right.
0: I mean, what, a, what, a, what an experience. Yeah. So awesome. <laughs> I I think it's where I first had curried ketchup was in Germany. And dude, now I make curry ketchup at home because I was just like, Oh shit. I was oh, like, what is this? And like, so we're out, it was Earth Crisis and Sworn Enemy out. in that, And like, I think it was like, Ren- Lorenzo was like, what do you mean, what is this? It's curry ketchup. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I, I don't know. Like, he's like, it's curry and it's ketchup. And I was like, all right, cool. So I do it. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is delicious. So now I just, I make it at home because it's just so fantastic.
1: Great. You do a great Lorenzo.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, fun fact Lorenzo, it was Lorenzo's last tour with the band. And he even stuck, he was standing up for me because it was a promoter like trying to bust my chops. And he's like, Hey, hold on, let me tell you something right now. You give him a hard time. You're going to give me a hard time. i will give you a hard time. Oh, I'm like, Oh, all right, cool. All right. Thanks, Lorenzo. I, I think we're fine here. I think he's just busting my chops here. Don't worry about it. It's great. That sounds like him, man. He's doing the well best. Too. Love him. to see
1: you. What a
0: great guy. <laughs> the best, Lorenzo. Shit. Lorenzo, love you. <laughs> Salute, Antonucci. <laughs> right. What's the one place you've been that you never would have imagined you would have ever been to, like maybe it was already on a bucket list but you never imagined going? I've been to
1: some cool places, man. Um I was at the fantasy of being a band and I I wanted to travel the world. So it was like I wanted to see everywhere. So First time in you know hitting the West Coast in the U.S. It was mind blowing. Man, made it to the fucking West Coast. <laughs> That's the Pacific Ocean, motherfucker. That's great. And then, then we go to Europe for the first time. And before that was Canada. Then it was Europe. And then every place you go to is new. Is a, is a new milestone. Um, I remember going up to like Norway and and seeing Sweden and Finland for the first time. That was years after our first few trips. That was mind blowing. Um, Australia, one of my favorite places on the planet what beautiful country or continent that is. But I, th- I think the ones that stick out the most, countries in Asia that maybe didn't always expect to go to, you know, we've been to Malaysia, Indonesia a few times each, uh, Singapore, uh, Philippines, Thailand, a few places in China. Yeah, and we t- we went to the Great Wall of China a few wow. years back. And you take a chairlift up and you you hike all around it. And then we had a, a pint of beer on the Great Wall of China. And we took one of those... Uh, a mountain, you call them mountain scooters. It's like this cement slide, and you oh. sit in a little scooter, and you go down side of a mountain.
0: So you no go down the
1: Great Wall of China, and so we did that. And I'm like, man, I'm going down an Adirondack slide down the Great Wall of China, and uh, oh my after a pint hiking the Great Wall of China, it was it was like, man, music brought me here, and uh, so shit like that is that that sticks with you. And uh I think so I, I don't use so, social media much um it's a tweet, but then I, I just I don't really like the whole the whole process of social media it's, I find it too divisive mm-hmm. um but when we we're on the Great Wall of China, I did post on Facebook to my mother I told her on Facebook like, I made it to China that's- so like, that's fun mm-hmm. and uh japan Japan is the most unique country in the whole planet I've been to. So beautiful there
0: i love japan oh you're right beautiful people like a beautiful. future world there yeah that's a great way to put it yeah, it really is it's like a future people. world so you
1: think about it i said a minute ago is music brought me here so that's that's part of the thing that keeps you keeps you going when when you can see new places in the world and know that you're brought there because the music you played is enjoyed by people that live there so there's a reason to bring you there uh, it's it's that's a wonderful feeling and uh it makes it makes being there feel maybe a little bit different than even a vacation would be there so man like what i do brought us here because people care about
0: what we do here and uh that's it's so fun oh uh, now you said earlier like you know you knew you wanted to be in a band and want to do those things like like when when did you know that like how how young were you when you were like this is what i want to do like this is what i hope to do
1: I knew from a, a really young age that I wanted to to be in a band. Um, my dad uh, was big in a rock, uh, rock and roll had Thousands of vinyl records. And I, I was playing at a pretty high volume in the house, and I got a kid's guitar, a kid's drum kit when I was really little, and uh, I would play kind of like fake, you know, just would just jam in front of you know parents, and aunts and uncles uh, when they were having you know the Friday, Saturday night party nights. Anyways, play along to like kiss, and just not even making real sound, but just that it was fun to perform and play for, you know, our our elders. And uh, and then I got a guitar when I was twelve, and figured out quick that I I wanted to sing instead of play guitar, and um, joined my first band at fourteen. And uh, yeah, at that by the time we had our first demo, I, I was trying to get assigned to to labels and um because there's all there's sorry that that precedent like because silver chair is a rock band they were like 15 they were assigned so we're 15 we're a metal band you know why can't we get signed and there's other hardcore metal bands we're getting signed um that band didn't get signed (laughs) but uh so high school ends and three three of the five of us stick together form a new band and I was with these guys for a long time for, I think, two more years. And then, uh, we started on earth, uh, still friends with those guys, and you know. some have stayed active in music and it's, it's fun to have that journey with these, these friends. And, you
0: know. I love that. Like, you know, everything, you know, with, with all these, the commonalities, you know, the music, the, the, the aggression, the groove, um, you know, you know, now being a dad, like having these lyrics, you know, wanting to see things change for the better in the world, but still finding something to yell about. You said earlier, and I loved how you said that still the thing that I could yell about. Um, Do you feel like people are more open to having these conversations that maybe they weren't five, 10 or even 20 years ago?
1: I I think so. Um, some people, if, if, if you bring it up, they'll have a quick divisive point about it. So sometimes you have to navigate on the spot where they're coming from and why. So instead of getting angry and just having an argument and calling someone stupid, try to figure out their point of view, why, why they're saying what they say, and then just try to try move or maneuver around it and, and just try to point out what's, what will help them. Because everyone really cares about themselves. So certain things are going to help them. Years ago, I was a couple of years ago. I was, I was doing I was doing an, an Uber shift, was, like I said, in between in between tours, make make some, some coin. And this guy was spouting off about electric cars. And I just asked him why he didn't like them. Um, he just thinks they're stupid. He thinks climate change is a myth. Like just just stick with the regular, just do it with the regular. So, I changed the conversation to talk about the stock market he was really interested in the stock market. So I brought up how Tesla stock was going up and they're the the future of automobiles. And then by the end of the ride, I had this dude thinking he's going to invest in in Tesla. And it was just, it was funny to play that social verbal, you know, volleyball or whatever, or poker and just try to get the person thinking a different way. Like, Hey man, like, but they're getting more popular. They can't do anything about it. So you invest in stocks. It's a good one to invest in. I get electric cars. Who cares? We don't need one. <laughs> and then just, just go from there and just and just really try to get them in. But maybe if they invest in it, then they'll start seeing the company's policies and seeing how that actually does help. Um, even though that's not the be all end all. It's still it's still, it's still a start.
0: And just, just little things. Just little things help. Absolutely. And you're right. I think that goes back to your earlier point that you brought up, which I love is like, you know, just imploring people to just at least try something different, something new that might be beneficial for themselves or the environment. Just try for a few days, you know, and then to your point, feeling different, feeling better when just changing your diet a little bit and giving it a shot, you know, in an experimental way. You're right. I think we get so close-minded about things. So why not have that conversation? It's It's so easy to get defensive.
1: Yeah, And be like, fuck you. I'm not going to try that. Who, who are you to tell me to change something? That's why it, you can't tell them. You can't tell anyone anything. You can only suggest it. Say, hey, I recommend you try this. And this is why I recommend it. And that's why I wanted to talk about you know, eating less meat. I'm literally hyper carnival. Like sometimes I would cook cook on a grill. And I would strictly just eat meat nothing else. Like, don't even touch the fruit or vegetables. I just, I love meat, but when I tried vegetarian, energy went up. I felt better. I could breathe better. And I slept better. And I still drank on tour like normal. And I didn't feel bad in the morning. Like it was really weird, man. Like like, what the f- what is up with this shit, man? Like
0: <laughs> well, even though well, people, been telling me,
1: people have been telling me, like, fishing my whole adult life, oh, try a vegetarian, like, yeah, whatever. Nah. <laughs> Finally did. I'm like, oh. Now I'm I'm like, I'm texting friends, like, why
0: don't you tell me this is so fucking cool? I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Why'd you wait so long? Why didn't you force <laughs> a vegetable into my mouth? <laughs> told you, told you, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> love that uh i know and it's funny because like you know until you do it you just don't know you know well it's 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 easy to not want to try man because
1: we were taught that the the meat was a staple on your plate right and it's it's not really that bad for you like there's there's benefits to it but there's also great benefits to not eating uh on a personal level and for an environmental level. So let's say it's worth worth at least cutting down, maybe replacing a couple nights a week with uh, a non-meat main dish and just see how you feel and uh, just try it. That's all. love that.
0: What's coming up for the band? I said, uh, you know, I know you had said earlier, sorry, you had said earlier that you were trying to, you know, probably have some stuff going on in September and October, hoping to do some more stuff, hoping to drop we a single. We got September.
1: The rest of September is booked. We get a bunch of dates um, after that. Nothing on the books for for 2022. Not saying it's not going to happen. A few things floating out there, not confirmed. But looks like we're going to be going uh, back to Australia. Um, I don't know exactly when, but it's hopefully early 2023. We had a tour booked in Australia. Uh, It was going to be May 2020. And the same promoter, uh, Matt Wales we'll say his name he has stuck with us the entire pandemic every three months we would hear from him say he wants to keep the shows um he kept on trying to move the dates and he would always move them and it always get erased again if something else would happen but now it seems like everything's cool hopefully uh but it's looking like it's gonna be early 2023, uh finally coming back to Australia. Cause we haven't been there since 2015. So first time in the eight years. So it's uh it's a country that we've it'll be our eighth time going. So in the mid mid 2000s, uh we we were there every year. It was a, it was a really uh it was a spot that that invited us frequently and we loved it. And uh then all of a sudden it went cold and then the pandemic hit um and our solo sites be going back. So it's it's not announced yet, but it's it's happened. The same awesome. tour that was booked in 2020, just gonna be rebooked with maybe a couple extra dates because we kind of try to make most of it. And then um uh, yeah new record in the spring. Um like I said it's being mixed right now. Uh, hope to have the final mix confirmed tonight. Um, single by the end of the year hope. And more touring in 2023.
0: I love that awesome. so where can people find you or and or the band on the internet?
1: Everything that we have from our dot com to our socials everything is unearth official so it's unearthofficial and whatever social media you're on, it's unearth official and, uh, yeah, we're pushing that um trying to keep up with with everyone you know if there's a new app every year and uh <laughs> Yeah. We we're, pu- we're pushing our TikTok now. Oh. So, so that's that's a new one. At least for us, man, you know. I don't know it's uh Yeah. Made about a year ago. So um Yeah, it's funny cuz we had a, a GeoCities website. <laughs> Dude, was, yes! yes. And then it just it naturally progressed and then there was MySpace, which was the best best thing for bands. Yes, it was. Um then all those other apps are pop, popping up and you got to keep up as best you can. And so, some of them don't last. Uh, some they come and go pretty quick, but some, some are here to stay. That's, that's a, that's part of the job. And it's funny to see that the, the younger bands are all, all about the newer ones and yeah. the, the older ones. They're not as, as much part of it So like, man, what, which ones do we do? Cause like, <laughs> where's our fan base? Right. Yeah. yeah right. Like, are that is our fan base on Facebook? Are they on Twitter? Are they on Instagram? Or are they on Farmers TikTok? Only? Farmers Only? <laughs> what the fuck are they? TikTok. Then right. so you, you try to you try to make the same post, but then certain ones you want to give a little bit extra love to. It's it's a whole dynamic, and it's it's <laughs> now it's sound of the old guy talking about how to, how to work social media, but uh, <laughs> it's coming from a place where it it wasn't about that, and then all of a sudden you just gotta. You know, always learn new shit about what, what the kids are doing. That's, it's fun.
0: Right on. I love that. <laughs> Keep us on our toes. What are the kids doing now? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, any parting words that you would like to give? Maybe be some, you know, up and coming aspiring musicians or, uh, or just people who want to make positive change in their life. What What would you say?
1: Ah, uh, young musicians, uh, find out if you really want to do this. Uh, it it can be a a very up and down road. If you have the passion for it and the desire, then and keep going. Uh, it's rewarding when when things are cool. It can be defeating when it's not. Yeah,
0: just just keep going. Man. Have fun. And there you have it. I thoroughly enjoyed that conversation with Trevor. I love how inspired you are and the positive message you put in your lyrics. Even though things may seem abysmal, I truly appreciate you, brother. Be sure to check out the links below. You can find Unearth on Instagram at UnearthOfficial, and you can even find Trevor Phipps on Instagram at Trevor Phipps. You can find them on Twitter, and also be sure to check out their website and go to unearthofficial.com. They've got a bunch of new merch there, as well as some anniversary editions of some merchandise. If you're watching this podcast, sure hope you're subscribed to the channel. Hit that like button and hit that notification bell so you can find out about new episodes when they come out. So until next time, take care of one another and keep thinking for yourself.